Broncos traded Drew Locke, obviously. Tight end Noah Fant and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Two first-round picks, 2022 ninth overall pick, and a 2023 first. Two seconds, 2022 40th overall, and a 2023. And a 2022 fifth-round selection to the Seahawks for, obviously, Russell Wilson. And a 2022 fourth round pick. Welcome to episode 48 of Everything Sports with Aman and Evan. I'm your host, Aman and Carney. And I'm your co-host, Evan Garber. And we talk about the hottest topics in sports over the course of the past week. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about MLB and MLBPA actually reaching a deal, which honestly is a shock to everyone, especially how it went down. And then the big news coming out of the NFL regarding free agency and trades. We have Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Khalil Mack. The Khalil Mack was actually more unexpected, I'd say. But still, crazy, crazy offseason so far, and crazy stuff is yet to come. But before we start, I just want to remind you guys that we post at the start of the week on Monday and at the end of the week on Friday. And also... Sunday, the stream, even though I said 5, it will start at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time or 7.30 Eastern time. Just that we're going to talk about football as we're waiting for the brackets to fully open and everything. So yeah, 4.30 p.m. PSD is when the streaming will start and then we'll choose our actual brackets around 5 o'clock. But without further ado, Evan... You're the big baseball fan here. What is your reaction to this game? Yeah, uh, just how it went down was so crazy. Uh, you had them going three steps forward and then one, or sorry, one step forward and three steps back over and over and over again. And it didn't look likely that it was going to happen yesterday. Uh, we had the whole tension with the international draft coming up uh, earlier this week. But then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, now we're at the two-yard line. We're really close to a deal. And they finally got it. And I'm so glad that baseball is finally back. Like, take us through the days before the deal actually happened. Like, what was going on? Like, maybe the days, the weeks before it happened. Yeah, so I want to say it was – I want to say it was two weeks ago. It was two, two, two or three weeks ago. The negotiations, like, fully started. Uh, it was in, uh, it's in Florida, in Jupiter, Florida, at Roger Dean Stadium, and the two sides didn't seem to go anywhere in those, in those, uh, in that week, I think, uh, where they met almost every day, um, for like eight hours plus, and we had obviously we had the first week of games being canceled, and then this week, uh, out of nowhere, the MLB was like, oh. We can still play 162 games if we get a deal done this week. And that was the deadline was on Tuesday. 
And then the sides got pretty, pretty close, it seemed like. But then they couldn't reach a deal uh, on Wednesday. So then the MLB is like, oh, we're canceling uh, next week of games. So now two weeks of games are canceled. And then finally, out of the blue on Friday, or sorry, not Friday, yesterday, Thursday, they're like, oh, we're super, super close to a deal. And then somehow the owners, they made a great proposal. Uh, the players, executives, they actually voted against it. All of them did. But then I believe it was 24, or sorry, 26 to 4 um, in terms of the teams that were in favor of the deal. So now we're finally here. Yep. Baseball. And with this new deal, we get. So before I mention it, when was like, do you know when the original opening day was supposed to be after? Uh, before let me see. Like, it was supposed to be March 31st. March 31st. And so well, now it's pushed back a week. Yep. Opening day moves to April 7th, and a full 162 game schedule will be played. Spring training camps open with a March 11th voluntary report date and March 13th mandatory date. So today would be the voluntary date. Spring training games start March 17th and free agency began immediately once the CBA was ratified, meaning in the next few days, like the best free agents, like, I don't know, um, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, Trevor Story. So many other amazing, amazing players that I didn't mention are there too. But those four guys I mentioned, that's like a season-changing type player if a team signs that player. But anyway, free agency. So next couple days, next three days, you can see these guys switching teams switching teams or staying on the original team, but playoffs expanded 12 teams beginning this season and the National League adopts the designated hitter starting this season and the CBT, which means competitive balance tax expected to begin at $230 million and grow to $244 million. So now, what do you think of, I guess, the deal they arrived on? Yeah, uh, I was never really that much in favor of the MLB players getting paid more than they already do. But I mean, it just it is what it is. Uh, they finally reached it. That's all I really care about, honestly, that they finally reached a deal and they're back playing baseball. Uh, obviously the economic issues they're there uh, nothing I really care about as a fan nothing most fans really care about but the playoffs and the DH uh, I'm really excited about that uh, seeing the pitchers hit is just way too boring for me and then expanded playoffs we've been waiting, waiting for that for a long time so mm -hmm. it's finally here it, it, it's going to be really good for the sport I feel like yeah, the same here. Like, I'm not sure how many people chose the Atlanta Braves to win it all last season. Yeah, I don't think anyone Even did, the honestly. Giants to be as good as they were, right? That came out of nowhere, too. But, man, I feel like from a fan standpoint, <clears throat> having 
sort of nailed it. And I still do think if it's true that like the players didn't propose anything and they wanted to get paid more and they got that when they're already getting paid, like we said, 10 times more than the average American. And that's the lowest salary you can get in the MLB. Like at some point, you got to live up to all your things that you play for the fans, you play just to play baseball and it's not for the money. When I feel like this whole thing was because of the money is what it seems like. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I I really like how the the MLB, they really push the players. They're like, come on. We know we know you really want to play the game, so keep pushing back this deadline. But we're not going to keep pushing it back even 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 more than we absolutely have to. So I think it really helped push the deal forward, so we can finally get 162 games in. Yep. So the opening day is April April seventh, and I guess. It's hard to make it's hard to make predictions because like there's still a big free agents on the market. Like the Texas Rangers, for example, paid a bomb to Corey Seeger. So I mean yeah, like the free agents on the market it's so hard to make these predictions, but before April 7th, we'll probably release an episode because the free agents would have signed places. But without further ado, that ends that MLB segment. The MLB, MLBPA finally, finally, finally agreeing on a deal. But now, we go to the NFL world. Well, what a week it has been. So, first we get to the, I'd say the first big news is Aaron Rodgers deciding to stay with Green Bay. I believe this was reported on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. He chooses to stay with Green Bay. Many thought he might actually be going to the Broncos because of them hiring Nathaniel Hackett. He was like, what position was he in Green Bay? I forget. And then I think they hired Green Bay's quarterback coach too. And now, an hour later, that Aaron Rodgers got his deal or reported that he's staying, Russell Wilson, yes, Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos after all those reports saying that Pete Carroll wants him, the general manager says he has no intentions of leaving, we're keeping it. But the Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. What was going through your head just that one hour of Aaron Rodgers staying and Russell Wilson getting traded? Yeah, as a Broncos fan... That one hour was was literally a roller coaster. Uh, Aaron Rodgers getting signed for that massive, massive bag. Uh, I was 
really depressed. I was like, oh, man, dang it. We were literally so close. And I felt like that was our only option because we heard reports that Russell Wilson was likely not going to get traded. I was like, dang, I don't want to get left with, like, Jimmy G or something or be stuck with Drew Locke still. But then, yeah, an hour later, uh, we find out that Russell Wilson's being traded to the Broncos. I was like, wait, there's no way that happened. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm extremely happy to see him on, uh, see him on the team. Hopefully, hopefully that, uh, hopefully we can make a playoff run this year. But the package that we gave up is kind of big, in my opinion. Yep, the Broncos traded Drew Locke, obviously tight end Noah Fant, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Two first round picks. 2022 ninth overall pick and a 2023 first, two seconds, 2022 40th overall, and a 2023, and a 2022 fifth round selection to the Seahawks for obviously Russell Wilson, and a 2022 fourth round pick. So two first, two second, and a fifth, along with obviously Harris, Fant, and Locke. Many people thought they won the trade. I feel like it's a win-win for both teams because the Seahawks, I feel like they addressed all their needs in this trade itself. They have many um, picks to either trade up to get an offensive lineman or just draft an offensive lineman. And I feel like they have a lot of draft capital. They have DK Metcalf. I think they're only going to be rebuilding for one to two years because of the picks they got in this deal. And obviously, I think Noah Fant's a good get because I know they've been needing a tight end for a while. So, and then we got to the Broncos. This is a win-win deal for them. I truly think they might win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. It might be like the Stafford situation where he wins it in his first year with a new team. Because Denver Broncos struggled finding a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. And now they have like Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Their defense is still amazing. There are reports that Von Miller might actually come back to the Broncos. So now all of a sudden they have a monstrous defense and a monstrous offense. And that literally screams, Super Bowl, if not at, at least playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs. What do you make of all this craziness? Yeah, I, I honestly think they could, they honestly cannot make the playoffs. Uh, you're in that really really stacked AFC West now, uh, and then their schedule is going to be tough. Obviously, to play the AFC West teams three times, but then you all sorry twice each, yeah. and then you got to play the all the all four NFC. Uh, NFC West teams, but since they were, I be, they believe they were lost in the division, right? Yeah, they were seven and yeah. 10. So at least they get to play the worst teams in the AFC, the teams that are in the bottom of their divisions. So that's a plus, but it's going to be a tough road, I feel like. Yeah, but that staying in the AFC West, I feel like this came out of left field. Like we talked about baseball, this came straight out of left field. Khalil Mack is being traded to the 
L.A. Chargers for a second round pick and a sixth. Only those two picks for Khalil Mack. Second, obviously, but a sixth? I swear, when once Evan texted me at the end of the school day, I was like, there has to be more. Because obviously, once something's immediately reported, there's always more details that come out after. But it was just a second and a sixth. Khalil Mack is worth way more than a second and a sixth. What do you think of Khalil Mack once the Chargers? Because that defense is so scary. Yeah. Uh, they have one of, if not the best pass rush in the NFL now by far. Uh, they have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa coming off the edge. And then you still got the really solid uh, solid defense that they had last year. And then the offense is just going to get better. Uh, if they can sign another weapon for Justin Herbert, that team is going to be very, very scary and could go all the way. Oh, exactly. Like, they have Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who they just re-signed. Like, man, it does not. Stop. So here we go. According to ESPN, now Mac will join four-time pro bowler Joey Bosa in an amazing combination in Los Angeles. Over the past five seasons, Mac and Bosa both rank top four in total defensive pressures. They also have exactly 12 strip sacks over the past five seasons, which is tied for six in the NFL. And now they're on the same team. You've got a division with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Wow, man. Just wow. Like the Chargers still have their first round pick too. I really, really feel like the Raiders need to make a move now, I feel like. Because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, obviously. Chargers made like a season-changing move. I not really season changing. They'd still be a playoff team, but I feel like you look at the AFC West. Raiders are playoff contenders. Chiefs, Super Bowl contenders. I'd honestly call the Chargers Super Bowl contender now, and definitely the Broncos might actually be a Super Bowl contender now. I really believe that. And I feel like the Chargers clearly won this deal because I would think Khalil Mack is worth way more than just a second and a six. He is 31, but man, oh man, he is still amazing. He's still amazing. What do you think about this deal, especially Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa? And yeah, the like division said, they're playing in. Like you said, they're two of the best pass rushers in the league. Like, I'm pretty sure statistically they are the best pass rushers in the league. That's just scary to say especially with the offense you have. And, yeah, like you said, the division is very, very, very stacked. Uh, I totally agree that the Raiders do need to make a big move. They still don't have any studs on their team necessarily. Um, I mean, you have Crosby on defense and you have Derek Carr as quarterback, but you don't have that go-to wide receiver yet. Uh, to be honest, have... it's not even the Raiders' fault. Not the Raiders. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not going to bring up Henry Ruggs, but considering what they have to go through, like the John Gruden situation and the Henry Ruggs situation, they still made the playoffs. I feel like 
They just need to make a big splash and they're Super Bowl contenders as well. Because in the episode before the wild card, I said Derek Carr is clutch. Even though they lost to the Bengals, the Bengals did make the Super Bowl. But I still stand by what I said about Derek Carr being clutch. But continue. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr definitely is very, very clutch. But you can't rely on one target over and over and over again like you did most of the season. Uh, you're going to need another target. And then the running back situation is a little weird. Uh, it was okay last year. Um, Josh Jacobs is still a beast. But I think they need to sort of figure that out a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely agree. Like, Especially with how your division is shaping up to be. I'd say you you sort of you don't have to, but in order to compete with these teams, you need to make a splash. <clears throat> like maybe not as big a splash these other teams are making in your division, but still a trade or a free agent signing once free agency opens to maybe sure up that defense or I feel like you have to prioritize, in my opinion, even though there's like amazing corners like J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore and players like that. I still think you need to prioritize getting a playmaker for Derek Carr. Because, again, like Evan said, you can't keep going to the same person over and over and over again because just have Hunter Renfro and you just have Darren Waller. Maybe it doesn't have to be like necessarily a star receiver because, for example, Cole Beasley apparently requested a trade from the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, there's a lot of quality receivers out there. I feel like you have to prioritize a playmaker for Derek Carr because as of now, the entire AFC West should make the playoffs or deserves the playoff spot. Like there's seven playoff teams. So uh, I feel like this entire division might just go like 10 and seven, 11 and six, and their losses would be to each other. Like it's, it's crazy, but I mean, the Broncos, I, can't get over that trade because Jerry Judy, like he might be able to be like DK Metcalf. Obviously DK Metcalf is insanely fast. That doesn't matter. Like Russell Wilson can throw everything and Jerry Judy has some spectacular catches in his NFL career already. So you pair him with Russell Wilson that defense, especially if they get Von Miller. Oh, before we forget, I was going to end the episode here. Speaking of Von Miller and linebackers and how scary the Denver Broncos could be, Bobby Wagner got released from Seattle as well. And they're apparently listening to offers for Tyler Lockett. Like, all of a sudden, they're seeking trades for their stars, like, I mean, obviously, this is a rebuild, but like I said, the rebuild might only take one to two years, three at the latest. But what do you make 
out of this whole Seattle situation, especially Bobby Wagner being released? It's definitely very interesting. Uh, I don't know why they're going this direction, but yeah, I totally agree that they can make it in the next two to three years. They can be back uh, as contenders. I feel like this year, if they're smart, uh, they'll tank and then get Bryce Young possibly next year. Uh, I feel like that's the way to go. But maybe maybe you can develop Drew Locke somehow, making maybe you can develop him in the star, get him some uh get I guess get him some offensive linemen and then improve that defense a little bit and then you'll be back into contention. But yeah, I think they should take for Bryce Young. Ooh, yeah. That is true. I mean, teams like this that need a quarterback, like so many quarterbacks could be on the move. Like obviously Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers stayed, Carson Wentz getting traded to the commanders. Like there's still guys like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and other teams that need a quarterback. So this offseason has already been crazier and it's just going to keep getting crazier and I'm not going to be surprised if every episode for the next month we're talking about something big going on in the NFL I would not be surprised especially with what what's expected to go down this offseason but without further ado that will end our episode remember we upload the start of the week on Monday and at the end of the week on Friday And join us for the live stream at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern. On Sunday, March 13th, for Selection Sunday and NFL Free Agency Predictions. Have a great weekend and see you Sunday.